40 years ago, in August 1980, a group of about 20 people sat together at the Greenfields to discuss what the name of this new church in Southwest Richmond should be called. They knew that it should be a name that reflected deep relationships, and therefore they came up with the wording of Christian community to reflect that. But they still had this idea of what should precede that. And so one of the elders at the time, Harry Moore, suggested Emmanuel, which means God with us. The 20 people there really resonated with that word. And ever since, that's been our name, Emmanuel Christian Community. Through the highs and lows, through the ups and downs, people have resonated with that word. They've resonated with that concept of God being with us. And so this morning, I want to focus on that concept, on God being with us. That concept is all throughout the Bible, but in Matthew's account of Jesus' story, he actually uses that word, Emmanuel. He describes the story as the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's found in the first chapter of his account in verses 22 to 23. And here, by giving Jesus the title of Emmanuel, he's making the declaration that Jesus Christ is the human representation of God's presence on earth. Jesus was God with us. All throughout his life, when he interacted with religious people and non-religious people, when he interacted with sinners and saints, when he interacted with the lowly and those in higher positions, he was God's presence on earth with them. But the story doesn't end with Jesus's life. At the very end of his account, Matthew describes Jesus giving final words to his followers. And those words are, surely I am with you until the very end of the age. Surely I am with you always, Jesus tells his followers. Isn't that incredible news that the final words of Jesus were to tell his followers that he'll be with us always? Through history past, through plague and famine, through success and joys, even through today in pandemics, God is with us. Whether we meet together or are apart, God's presence is with us, with those of us who are followers of Jesus. And so what do we do with that? How do we respond to Jesus' declaration that he'll be with his followers forever? How do we respond to a God who says he'll always be present in the present? Well, to do so, I want to look at the context of these final words. These final words follow this great commission, this great mission that Jesus gives his followers to go and make disciples. Go and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them and teaching them everything Jesus commanded. And so I want to focus on that word disciple because I think it'll give us an even clearer picture of the importance of God with us. The, the Greek word that is used for disciple here is that of mathetes. Mathetes is used much in the Greek context, and Jesus wasn't the first to use it. It harks back to the days of Plato and Aristotle, 
where the mathetes, the disciples, the apprentices of those philosophers, the pupils of those philosophers, were called this. They were seen as learners, pupils, apprentices of them. And so the, they would say, oh, that's a mathetes of Aristotle or of Plato. Plato. And so as I've looked at this world, word, because it's a little confusing for people who are new to the Christian faith, and for people who've been a Christian a while, sometimes we misuse that word. Some modern translators actually prefer the word apprentice. That when Jesus calls his followers to make new followers, he's calling them to make new apprentices. Mathetes means apprentice. And there's a bunch of different ways in which that matters. That's because in that day, in that context in which Jesus was talking, the word mathetes meant four basic things. And these, if you're interested in these, I'd search up on YouTube, John Mark Comer, Apprentice or Discipleship. He talks about these in much greater depth and detail as I do. But it meant four basic things. One, a mathetes, an apprentice, a disciple, of a rabbi or a philosopher or of Jesus meant to be that you were to be with your teacher. Two, a disciple was to learn from their teacher. Three, a disciple was to become like their teacher. And four, a disciple or an apprentice was to carry out that teacher's teachings and vision to the rest of the world. I find these fascinating as they give us deep insight into what it really means to follow Jesus. What he's calling his followers to be are to be apprentices who learn from him. It says even in the verse prior to him being with them that to, to teach them everything he's commanded them, to learn from him, to, to, to be like him. And to do that, we got to read about him, spend time with him and become like him. And then to carry out his mission, his vision to the rest of the world. We're called to do all of these things as disciples or apprentices of Jesus. And I, I, you may have noticed I skipped over the most important one, or maybe not the most important one, but the fundamental one. And that is that a mathetes, a disciple or apprentice of Jesus, is to be with their teacher. With Jesus. Mathetes means to be first and foremost with Jesus. It's only that be, by being with him that you can achieve the other goals. You can only learn from him, become like him, and carry out his mission on earth when you are first with him. To learn like Jesus, to become like him, and to carry out his mission, we need to acknowledge his presence in the present. We need to acknowledge his presence in the present. I love another writer, Mark, when he talks about Jesus calling his disciples, his apprentices, to him first. It says that he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that they might send them out to preach. He appointed 12, first and foremost, what? To be with him. And then after that, he sent them out to preach. Jesus appointed followers to first and foremost be with him. That's why Matthew's whole gospel ends with this profound saying, just to remind them one last time, if you're going to carry out my mission, surely I am with you until the very end of the age. The goal of an apprentice of Jesus is first and foremost be with him, so that by being with him, maybe learn from him, become like him, and carry out his mission on earth. So how does that work? How do we acknowledge his presence in the present? How do we acknowledge a God that is with us 
always, especially when we are more apart than ever in this pandemic? Well, there's a number of ways you can do so, and many of them, some of you may have heard. You can do so by reading about Jesus, and not just reading about him, but by asking his presence to be with you when you read about him or when you read scripture. You can do so by meditating and listening to him. You can do so by observing who God is in nature. You can do so by praying, either alone or with people. But today, I want to give you one different type of example, not a more important one, but just a different practice that maybe we don't talk about at church as much. And that's this, to spend some time reflecting at the end of your day or at the end of your week, reflecting, where was God in everything I did? Where was God in the last 24 hours when I was talking with a coworker, when I was with my child, when I was making food, when I was writing emails, when I was watching TV, where was God in those moments? And what was he doing? And spend a significant amount of time in that, 10, 15 minutes, going through it all and say, God, where were you in every of these situations? And see if you can think of, but also listen to him to see where he was working and acting. You can then also look forward and say, where are you gonna be tomorrow? And I ask for your presence tomorrow. And as you do that, as I've done this a little bit more in the last few months, I've realized that I start acknowledging his presence in the present more because I'm more aware of like, oh yeah, where is God in this situation? And I know it's often easier to acknowledge his presence when we're in nature or when we're praying, but I have found it profound to acknowledge his presence even when I'm doing emails or watching TV. How do we acknowledge his presence in the present? I think it takes practice. Practice of spiritual disciplines. And today I wanted to encourage you with the practice of looking back and asking God where he was so that your mind can be more wired to acknowledge his presence in the present. God is with us. He's with you. When we acknowledge him more, we learn from him more, we become like him more, and we can carry out his vision and mission on earth. Forty years ago, Emmanuel was founded with that fundamental idea that God is with us. It's an incredible idea. And yes, I miss being with you. I miss celebrating God's presence in the present at church. But God's presence isn't limited to church or Sundays. He's with you Monday to Saturday. And we're called to acknowledge his presence more and more as we go through uncertainty as we go through grief, as we go through joy, as we go through the mundane or the exciting, we can acknowledge his presence in the present and that will allow us to follow him better. Let's celebrate 40 years of ECC with com by committing to be people who know deeply, not just at a head level, but at a heart level, that God is with us no matter what we do. God is with us. God is with you. God is with us. Let me pray. God, thank you that you were with us. Thank you that you've been with us through the ups and downs of our church community and of our lives. And so I pray for a deep sense of your presence, not just now when people are listening to this, but this week, this month, May you show up in the mundane. May you show up in the isolation. May you show up in the joys and the grief. Lord, 
maybe not may you show up, but may we acknowledge your presence. May we be aware of that because you are there. And so God, help me do that. Help us do that in Jesus' name. Amen.